I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Down the block, Andrew Jones. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Today, we're going to jump into a bit of Supercoach Classic. I've got the Whisperer with me once again. How are we, mate? Hello, one. Hello, all. How are we? What's been doing, mate? What's going on? Not a lot, mate. Recording content, making content, posting it, repeat, basically, for days on end. Now, mate, we mentioned last episode featuring you that we're going to jump into some Supercoach pods and... We're going to do this in two parts. We've got the forwards and the backs. Obviously, in the forward pack, we've got three positions in Supercoach. We've got hooker, front row forward, and the two RFs. We're going to start with hooker first. And you've got a guy that I really like. Um, He's moved up to North Queensland from the Dragons, Reese Robson. I think he's going to be a tremendous nine eventually. But this year, I'm a little bit skeptical on him. Uh, Explain yourself with Reese Robson. I'm a tad sceptical too, but it just comes down to Teamless Tuesday. A lot of these things come down to the first Tuesday of the week. Robson, uh, his numbers don't show the true story of how productive he is. When he plays 80, he has a staggering average of 79, and that was through six games last year, so a decent sample size. He's obviously competing with guys like Jake Granville and Ruben Cotter, um, but for the price he's at, which is 491k compared to you guys like Cook, Grant, and McInnes that are all over 650, uh, if Robson is to be the sole nine, uh, who knows what he could do under Todd Payton. I think he's going to be really low ownership because he's not a huge name and a huge market. So this one comes down to Todd Payton and where he sees his hooker rotation. But even at 60 minutes, I still think he's one to, to really look at. Obviously, that average um, of 79 suggests that he can go at a better point a minute, even at 60. Are you pretty confident that he starts at nine? I mean, there are a lot of guys floating around that side. I'm sure he'll be on the bench or at starting. Do you, do you think he'll start in the nine? Yeah, it took six weeks for him to take over Granville, and he held that nine spot for the whole year. Um, I think Granville's on the out, and I think the biggest danger to him is Ruben Cotter, but a, a couple of these NRL-predicted sides have uh, Granville on the bench. But, yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty confident that uh, Robson starts at nine. It's just a case of uh, minutes. I think Granville's completely out of the picture, to be honest with you. I can't see him getting back on this side. It's Ruben Cotter that does worry me, uh, especially the way I see it is him at uh, Robson at nine, Cotter off the bench, and 
if Cotter is on the bench, does this, I mean, does this make Robson irrelevant? He, he's a guy that I wouldn't have even thought of, to be honest with you, which I guess is the beauty of the pod, isn't it? Yeah, and that's the thing. You, you scroll through and look at averages and you see Robson averaged 50, but you look deeper and like I said, he averaged 79 when he plays 80 and he played 86 times last year. So obviously it wasn't a one or two game stint. Cotter does worry me a little bit um, and it probably does make Robson a no-go at 490. If Robson was, say, sort of 380, 360, uh, definitely one to pick up for 60 minutes, but there's better options, guys like Connor Watson, Jacob Little, uh, even someone like Wade Egan. I'm not a huge fan of, but people seem to be. So this one all comes down to Teamless Tuesday. If Robson can snag that sold nine position, um, it's going to be great. You've got big guys like Tamalola that are going to need a rest, uh, guys in the front row like Moose Maguire. So there are there are guys in that front row that will need a spell, and, and maybe that sees Robson getting the full gig. But uh, it's, it's a wait and see for Teamless Tuesday, but that's what makes a pod really a pod if, if he was so standout that people would be all over him wouldn't they yeah for sure mate that's that's the beauty of the pod let's uh let's move to your front row forward pod here and a guy that i really like i think if he was at you know a few other clubs i, I think he'd be held in a much higher regard uh we saw him make his origin debut this year which is sensational mo fodder waker uh averaged 60 points in 58 minutes last year there's a lot of big forwards arriving into this system um, I, I I dropped a podcast the other day talking about how I believe Tyrone Peachy will be in the 13. If Peachy does wear 13 and Tino's in the front row rotation, this is another one I'm a little bit worried about. Tell me about Mo Fodawaka. I've been very high on Mo Fodawaka for a couple of years now. By advanced metrics, he is the most consistent front rower in SC standards. He doesn't deviate away from his base too far. Won't score you a huge amount of points, but he won't go under 60, I think. Last year, he went under 50 uh, twice when he played more than 40 minutes. So it just shows you the workload of the bloke. And with all these new faces for Fida, Tino, SASA, I think Holbrook wants a leader in that middle. And I think Fodawaka can really be that man to sort of stand up and, and take a load. I, I see him playing about 60 minutes again, uh, whether that be a 30 and 30 block or it might be split up over a couple of stints. I think you can have a big impact. Titans need a leader in this side. And I definitely think Mo Fodawaka can be that man. It's just a another thing of Peachy at 13. Obviously, you and I are very keen on him to play 13. I don't think he will get named there, unfortunately. Um, strikes me as the kind of 14 that, that Holbrook looks at. But it was no coincidence last year that the Titans played their best footy with him at 13. Mate, I'm just having a look at uh, Mo's stats from 2020. I mean, didn't score a try. No creative stats. Um, I mean, I, I would definitely expect him to get a few more of them this season, to be honest with you. He's a guy that... I think he's got a lot of X-Factor. He's got a, a lot of explosive power. It is one one spot where I think he will add some points this season. Definitely. He's he just a, a bloke that churns out base stats, and all he needs is an offload. All he needs is a bit of a evasive movement to get through the line, just jag a few meat pies, even two or three that in the season makes him uh, one to really look out for. And he helped me last year a lot. I helped me the year before as well. Just a man that goes under the radar year after year, and the next man that goes under the radar as well from the Canterbury Bulldogs I know that you have big uh, big raps on Raymond Fartalamarin as well. Uh, mate, one of the most underrated players in the comp. I just I, I could have strangled Dean Pay for the last two and a half years. It's just been a nightmare watching RFM go to waste there. And um, Dean Pay's left. He's now got into the starting side of Canterbury, and you know he's been the star that we all expected him to be. A huge breakout season last year when he finally got his start. I mean, I I, I agree with you. I, I think he is going to fly under the radar a little bit coming into next season. And I really like the way that Canterbury's moving. I had Kyle Flanagan on the pod a few months ago, and he talked about how they're going to have a more attacking style to their game, which for me, it signals great things for uh, RFM. I think that if it isn't working for him offensively, he can still churn out points. He's a, he's a strike 
uh, edge player with a big motor. Like he can definitely pump out uh, base stats when the attack isn't going uh, well, but we know what he can do with the ball in hand. And you speak of blokes that uh, you could have strangled Dean Pay for ruining and Reese Martin's another one that comes to mind. He strikes me as a very similar mold um, to, to Reese, but I think uh, Fitala Mariner with a quality seven can really explode and, and really make halfbacks life hell on that, uh, on that defensive line. He's someone that can just really break a game open and, He's not relying on just attack like someone like David Fafita. He's someone that will roll up the sleeves, get the tackles, and and just do his workload and wait for that attacking opportunity to come. The thing that I really like about Raymond Fitala Manor as well is that he knows how big he is. He knows how damaging he can be. A lot of these guys that are the size and have the power of him, they sort of hold back a little bit, it feels, to some extent. He's one that he just goes all in on everything, doesn't he? Villani Kikau is one definitely that, that if he used his size more, he could be more relevant super coach as well. But I, I like Ratman Fatala Mariner. And at 520k, he's cheaper than your, your out and out guns. And I think that was down to just sort of a, a lower attacking year, but we know what he can do. I think it was uh, two years ago, he averaged 70, and that was when he was attacking in full flight. So one to keep an eye on. Uh, if I can get some room in my squad, if I can upgrade one of those mid range cheapies, RFM is definitely in the Whisperer side. I think it'll be interesting just to see how the Canterbury attack works this season. I mean, we obviously saw Kyle Flanagan play, you know, essentially just on the right-hand side for the Chooks. I'm expecting him to float a little bit. And I think if I had a Jake Avarillo at 5'8", which looks more than likely, I don't think I would be cementing him on one side of the field. I think I'd just be letting them both sort of flow and move around, which you sort of saw with Penrith last year. Nathan Cleary was able to float to both sides of the field. Jerome Luai played predominantly on the left, but... If it's, be, not, if it's if it's not if it's not if it's not Avrilo, it'll be Wakeham, and he's the only one that can float between both sides and really create a lot of problems for the defense of the Bulldogs. I really like them in their attacking setup this year. Yeah, I, I, I've spoken about Wakeham a few times on my podcast. I really like him, but I, I I think right now he's a little bit raw for this system. I'd be waiting a few more months for Wakeham. I, I think Avrilo will be the six, but you've got three three really top-shelf ball players there. And I think Avrilo, he just brings he brings a little bit of X-factor. And I think him and RFM, they could be really dangerous together. Definitely. I like Avrilo this year. I like Raymond Fatale and And if they both can click, it strikes me very similar to two years ago when Ponga and uh, uh, Lockie Fitz from the Knights really struck up a, par- a partnership on that edge there. So could definitely see that uh, happening in 2021. Mate, uh, we're going to dive into our outside backs, sorry, our halves and our backs in the next episode, your pods that you've got there. Some of my favourites in this and uh, one that I'm not overly huge on, really looking forward to it. Is there a standout that we need to keep an eye on for the next podcast out of the four blokes you're going to talk about? I'm really high on Kyle Flanagan this year. I've got a lot of pushback. Uh, I think it's really his year to shine. Uh, I'll obviously touch more into that next podcast, but... I think finally being the main man in a side um, who had a really shit attacking side last year definitely has plenty of upside. Whisperer, thoroughly looking forward to it, mate. We'll talk to you over the next few days. Thanks, Gary. Cheers. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.